Hello and welcome to Rise Revolution Mind Body Nutrition, the podcast. This is episode 42, continuation of episode 41. So, realized I missed Wednesday wisdom. I was going to try to get in the habit of posting on Wednesday and totally missed it already this week. So, here we go. I'm just going to give a quick update after I left that message the other day. And I left an example there of um, a client who, and this is a make-believe client, but talking about lack of pleasure, uh, talking about, if you didn't listen to episode 41, let me back up. So I was saying that sometimes we can get into emotional eating or binge eating, and then we can get in a guilt-shame cycle from eating and I talked about how society and people and women especially are so critical of themselves and the diet culture is so pervasive that we need to look a certain way and I've seen criticism of the body positivity movement saying it's an excuse to not be healthy and I mean one of my opinions is that we are under so much criticism already and people compare themselves all the time and struggle a lot with the sense of not good enough, not worthy, not attractive, not smart, not capable. Um, we tell ourselves all these negative things all the time. I like Dr. Amen calls it ants. You get ants in your head. It's automatic negative thoughts. <laughs> and those are not the truth, right? And so any way that we can speak positively and graciously to ourselves in our mind is step one. And so when I was talking about maybe someone struggling with overeating and they feel like they're out of control with it. Um, if you look, the example I gave the other day was like, okay, if this person is divorced and in a job they hate and they don't really have any hobbies and COVID pandemic and everything of being isolated had really kind of put them into a funk. If eating was their one source of pleasure and so maybe they were eating a little, quote, too much, um then why would we begrudge them that pleasure of eating that food if it gave them comfort and eased their burdens and made them not feel sad? The problem is we get into this vicious cycle of beating ourselves up and having guilt and shame around that after we've eaten it. And this is one of the things I do as working as a health coach that is trained in the psychology of eating and who we are as eaters and our behaviors around eating. It is amazing that when you suck out the guilt and shame around an action, then that rebellious side of you that wants to break the rules or do what I want, you can't tell me what to do, um, or punish themselves. Like if you rob the overeating of its weight, pardon the pun, But if you rob the overeating of its weight of being bad or negative, um, something that you're punishing yourself with or that now you need to punish yourself because you overate, like if you take the crime away from the overeating part, there is something inherent in our psychology that then is like, oh, well now it's, it's not a big deal. Like 
there's something in just relanguaging your thoughts around something. Um, and I think in the Christian realm, it's like when you keep things in the dark and, and shame and guilt, then when they're not brought into the light, it just it, it like simmers and gets worse. Um, but when you bring it into the light, it's like, oh, this is not so bad. It's not a great analogy, but what I'm trying to say is that we are so hard on ourselves. So for the client, let's, let's go back to this pretend client. And so for this client who wants to stop overeating though. So maybe if I'm like, okay, let's not make ourselves so guilty for overeating. And this is one place in your life that you're getting pleasure. If you're miserable at your job, you come home, you're stressed, your friends moved away, you're you know, husband left or passed away, whatever it is. It's like, if you're lonely and you're not happy in your life, sometimes it's like, we'll do something about it. But if you're in a space where mentally you just don't know what to do and you're not motivated to do anything and and you don't really have a sense of direction. So you're just kind of numbing out with food and then you feel bad and you beat yourself up and you're like, I'm such a, you know, cause I can't stop doing the, like, if you want to stop doing it, one of the things that I do as a coach is say, okay, well, the reason you're doing this right is because it's bringing you pleasure. You enjoy the food. I mean, most people are not going to sit there and eat food because they don't, they're not going to binge on something they don't like, right? They're binging on something they like that they enjoy. Why? It's because they have this deep seated craving for pleasure that they're lacking in the other areas of their life. So as a health coach, how would I help this person? Why well, would help this person start cultivating pleasure in other areas of life so that the eating wasn't the only source of pleasure? Does that make sense? It's a big aha. It's like eating challenges are often signs of something else that's going on on a much deeper level in different areas of your life. There's a book I read called Ula, finding it's something about finding balance in life and there are seven areas of your life with your family, with fun, with fitness, with your uh, finances, with your field, which is like your career, um, family, friends, uh, I always miss one, faith. Like there's seven areas in your life that we could like take a peek at. And how's it going this area of your life? Oh, this area is good. I'm very satisfied with my job. This is great. What about your family? Oh, my husband and I are super close. Kids doing great. Like everything's fine there. How are your finances? Ah, pretty stressful. You know, we're always trying to make ends meet and it causes a lot of tension and worry and yada yada. Do you find yourself then grabbing for the box of Oreos when you have to pay the bills? Like, okay, so can we then manage, figure out something to help you in the financial realm that is going to then take the stress out of that and increase your satisfaction in that area of your life that then will detract away from the food issue. You see? So this is what makes psychology of eating coaching different than a nutrition coach. I have a few people I love to refer out. If you want specific nutrition, tracking, counseling, spreadsheets, um, whatever you want detailed, uh, what I call a masculine, very logical, scientific approach to what you're doing with your health. I know some people that do that type of work and can help you if that's a good fit for you personality wise. Okay. What I do is try to help people dig into why they're doing what they're doing with food. 
why they're avoiding exercise, why they're binge eating, um, why they're continuing to make a choice to eat something that is not beneficial to them, or why they can't get it together and eat enough because they're only grabbing something, they're not consuming enough calories, and so they're very depleted. You know, there's different approaches I take to it, but I take it to behavior modification, thought modification, psychology as to why, under help you understand why you're doing this. Um, So if that's interesting to you at all, I encourage you to follow me on social media, continue to subscribe to these podcasts. I will talk deeper and deeper onto some of these topics, as well as be offering ongoing workshops, courses, and trainings in addition to the one-on-one coaching. So I kind of wanted to to bring that story full circle. I think the other day I just said, okay, you've got someone eating because they're not happy in life and they're eating for pleasure. I didn't tell you what I would do as a coach to help someone in that area who's like, I want to decrease the amount of that activity, you know, that action, I'm that overeating I'm doing, or I do have a weight loss goal and this is getting in the way of it. Um, So anyway, I am doing an emotional eating workshop next Saturday on August 21st. There is a link to join by Zoom. So for anyone who is listening that is not in the Northern Kentucky locale area, then reach out and I can send you the registration link. I should have that ready to email out soon. I can have the link in my Instagram bio, Um, but please let me know if you're interested in that. It is $10 for a one-time fee for this workshop. Um, It's going to delve into an hour's worth of topic around emotional eating and give you some steps to help you um, make better choices when it comes to eating and being conscious about what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're eating, and why. Um, It's going to be a really great workshop to help you feel in a little more control if that's something that you want in this area of your life. And I appreciate if you can't attend that you still share the information with someone or just come back and listen to the next podcast. I'll be talking about future and upcoming events and workshops. And I'm really excited to get back into teaching and educating around this realm of eating behavior and food and psychology because I think it is an area that is so untapped in the health and wellness world um, for people who just get in that mindset of I need a gym schedule and I need a, a strict eating plan and that's the key to success and then they wonder why they can't stick with it. Some people do and do fantastic. So again, there's every kind of health coach out there for every kind of person. But if this feminine more feelings and emotions approach uh, appeals to you, then I am the coach for you. I am a coach who can help you um, become happier with yourself, feel more confident in whatever body shape and size you have, as well as teach you skills and give you tools to help you feel more confident about your relationship with food. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this quick continuation of episode 41 today and I hope you will register for that seminar. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening again. Until next time, take care.